0: The Los Angeles Chargers are going to be the first real test for Tyson Bajant and a Chicago Bears defense that's been playing really well the last few weeks. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: what's going on everybody welcome into crossover thursday this is david druggemeyer host of locked on chargers joined by the locked on bears host lauren cox we are going to go over the biggest storylines the biggest matchups uh, and we're going to talk about what each one of these teams need to do in order to win this football game. But before we get into that, this Crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by PrizePix. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com lockdownnfl lockdown NFL and use all the all lowercase code lockdown NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Lauren, two, uh, two and four teams two and five teams here uh obviously not getting off to the best start uh not the start that any of us uh, imagined uh, or wanted but um here we are so uh you know getting into this game biggest storylines uh, we'll go ahead and start with you what do you think is the biggest storyline going into this game on it, Sunday
0: night it's funny that they both have the same number of wins and yet I think some of the feelings around both teams are, are very different like sure perhaps both fan bases want to fire their head coaches, but it still feels like people think the Chargers might figure this out still, and no one thinks the Bears are going to figure this out still. But I think individually going into this game, there's two main things for the Bears. One, on offense, it's can undrafted rookie quarterback Tyson Bajant continue what was, you know, an efficient and effective performance against the Raiders. It wasn't, like, out of this world lighting them up, but, like, did everything they needed him to do in order to get the job done. And now I think... The Chargers offer a little bit big, bigger of a test than what the Raiders were giving them last week. And that's going to be kind of that next step for, for him. Like, he doesn't need to be a hero, but can he do a little bit more? And I think defensively, it's a similar story where they had Brian Hoyer, the backup quarterback for the Raiders last week. So the defense feeling pretty good about itself. And they've had a couple of games now where the defense has played well, but against injured offenses and offenses that haven't been very good. And I think Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and company offer a higher level of firepower than the bears have faced in a handful of games since their defense has been playing better. And we'll really test this group. Like, okay, are they actually playing pretty well or have they just beat up on bad offenses? Yeah, I mean, hey, you still need to be able to do that.
1: No no matter who you're going up against, I mean, I I think I've seen just way too many times where the Chargers have gone up against a rookie quarterback or has gone up against a a guy that just hasn't played a ton of football in the NFL, and somehow the Chargers defense turns him into a superstar and makes him look like he's a world beater. So, I mean, I I know Chargers fans uh, are definitely going to be a little bit more cautious going into this game, uh, especially because, I mean, I think Tyson played really, really well. Although, I will say, it did seem like they were really simplifying the game plan for him. A lot of quick throws, a lot of screens, a lot of trying to get the ball out of his hands quickly, not a lot of plays down the field. Do you foresee that kind of being the same thing in this one?
0: Yeah, I think for Tyson, it's like, keep doing that until they stop it, right? Like he did sure. have, he had the lowest average depth of target of any quarterback in week seven. Like he was 2.6 yeah. yards downfield was the average depth of his throws. Like he had one pass attempt, more than 15 yards downfield. And yeah, you feel like, yeah, eventually you're going to need to throw downfield, but you don't need to throw downfield until you actually need to. And until yeah. the defense forces you to need to, like until you stop winning by throwing short, then it, I, I think the bear the bare strategy is we're going to run the ball and we're going to throw short. And then if you can stop us doing that, then we'll start to throw a little, well, we'll try to throw a little bit more downfield. And that's when we'll see how it goes. And that's where kind of the, the Baygent question marks start to creep in. He, he's very good at the throwing short, but so sure. are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, fortunately, he's got a ton of weapons to kind of get the ball to and the guys that can really create. But I think talking about the Chargers here, the biggest storyline going into this game is can the Chargers win a must win game? I mean, this is absolutely a must win game here. The Chargers absolutely cannot go to two and five. If that happens, the season's probably over and Brandon Saley might get fired. Uh, Now, uh, I say that just, you know, with the you know obviously expectations that the Chargers had going into this season. But they really don't fire coaches in the middle of the season. It just doesn't happen. They pretty much allow their coaches to get their 40 years in and, and see where the, the chips are falling after the season. I know a lot of Charger fans don't want to hear that, but that's just the reality of how the Chargers organization operates. But the Chargers absolutely have to win this football game. Can they go out there and can they win convincingly? I mean, they have only their two wins have been a combined 11 points. Of, you know, and that's just not going to get it done. I mean, and, and I think the Chicago Pairs, uh, regardless of their record, I think they're playing pretty good football. I, I think, you know, this is going to be a bigger challenge than uh, a lot of uh, Charger fans are expecting in this one. But can the Chargers win a must win game here on Sunday night football? I think that's the biggest question going into this one.
0: See, I'm I'm curious about that because I I think of the Chargers two and four as being a lot different than the Bears two and four in terms of the teams that they've played, right? I, I look sure. at I look at the Chargers and see like, okay, they lost to the Dolphins, one of the best teams in the NFL. They lost to the Cowboys, right. up and down, but like one of the better playoff te- caliber teams in the NFL and the Chiefs, one of the best teams yeah. in the NFL. The Titans win is or the Titans lost in overtime is the one where you have some questions here, but it's like they've got yeah that one hurts yeah they got beat by good teams though right it's not like they're yeah they're it's not like they're losing to the bottom of the barrel NFL rosters and of course you know right. they beat two of the teams that you know you'd think if you're a decent team you should be able to beat so I find myself wondering like like are the like. People get so down on the Chargers, but at the same time, it's like they've lost to three teams that I would kind of expect them to lose to, even if they were playing really, really well. And the fact that they were still pretty close against the Cowboys and pretty close against the Dolphins, like I can talk myself into the Chargers while everyone is also clearly talking themselves out of the Chargers and ready to let the whole sky fall in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, just, honestly, Lauren, it just has everything to do with the expectations around this team. And I mean, the the contracts that they restructured in the offseason, you know, bringing back Joey Bosa, you know, restructuring Mike Williams, restructuring uh, Keenan Allen, uh, Khalil Mack. I mean to really kind of bring this core together and have them together for another year because last year the vision really didn't get a chance to unfold the way they wanted it to because of all the injuries that they had faced and unfortunately the injury bug as it does every single other team has hit them again this year i mean they're without their number one center and all pro in Corey lindsley they have obviously you know missing mike williams who's out for the the rest of the season with a torn ACL. And so I think this Chargers offense, uh, which is another kind of storyline for me is, can they figure it out in the second half? Can, can they actually put together a full four quarters uh, against uh, any football team? I mean, it's just there's been way too many lulls in the second half where they go three and out, where they can't stay on the field, where they don't have sustained drives. So can they stay on the field and can they play complementary football, I think, is the next storyline that I'm going to be keeping a very
0: close eye on. I'm glad you mentioned the injuries because that's one of those things that once we get into the matchups here a little bit, there's a few guys that, on both of these teams that didn't practice on Wednesday but have been playing in recent games or maybe are limited in practice that I think, you know, if, if this guy is not going to play, what, how does that change the dynamics of this one? And I think we're, we're starting to get to that point of the season where health can have just as big an impact on the outcome as, as the regular one-on-one matchups you might expect.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything on the defensive side that you know going into this game that you're kind of looking at storyline-wise that you know you think could have an impact on this game? You mean from the Bears defense? Yeah, from the Bears defense. Yes.
0: Honestly, like some of it's just a health question. Both of their starting safeties are injured right now, and oh yeah, they got a lot of they got a lot of backups. That have been playing a lot on the back end, but really, really the, the story of this Bears defense has been the lack of pass rush all season okay. long. We knew coming in, they wouldn't have a very good pass rush, and even yeah. in the games that they've won, they haven't had a very good pass rush, so they've had to blitz a little bit more, but when they've had injuries in the secondary, you got, you got a lot more one-on-one for rookies and undrafted free agent type guys, and so like, they've started to get healthier, and it looks like we're trending even farther in the right direction as we start this week, but... You know, we kind of got to see how the rest of the week goes and what what percentage you're going to get guys, even if they do play injured.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely something that the, the Chargers and Chargers fans are looking at, too. A couple of guys, especially, uh, you know, wide receiver Joshua Palmer, I think is a, a guy that they're really leaning on quite a bit. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into the matchups for this game, and we are going to get into those matchups right after this. First, I got to tell you guys about one of my favorite things ever, and that is DoorDash. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? Order on DoorDash and save on football. Watch your favorites. One of the best things about DoorDash is finding the hidden gems in your community and get them delivered right to you. I love scrolling DoorDashes and helping find places to try to support local restaurants. Today, the local restaurant that I'm locked on is Sunday Gravy. If you live near SoFi or the surrounding area and you need something to keep you fueled up while you're watching football, get Sunday Gravy delivered right to your doorstep. They have the best garlic cheese bread in town and some Fresh Italian food that you have to try if you haven't already. Right now, you can save as well since you listen to this show. Get 50% off of DoorDash, up to $10 when you spend 15 or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKEDON23, subject to change, terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $10 value. When you spend $15 or more on your first order, you download the DoorDash app and enter the code LOCKED23, subject to change, terms apply. all right guys we're back here on crossover thursday locked on chargers host david drogemeier here with lauren cox of locked on bears and we gotta talk a little bit more about this sunday night primetime matchup here gotta get into the biggest matchups going into this game lauren uh again i think i'll go ahead and swing this over to you as far as the biggest matchups that you're looking at going in into this game that you think could have a deciding factor
0: on how this game ends out where you're going first I'll sort of combine two here. It's both of the Bears offensive tackles versus both of the la- the Chargers edge rushers. Like I know every team that goes against the Chargers are always afraid of Bosa and Mack, but the Bears weakness on the offensive line is particularly at the tackle spots. You got a backup yeah. left tackle right now in Larry Borum. Their their starter Braxton Jones is on injured reserve and just activated his 21-day practice window, not expecting him to play this week. I think that's probably a little bit Generous, but yeah. he was limited at practice on Wednesday. So never say never, but right. I, I, at this point, I I would be surprised if he plays. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Uh, so the back if it's the back of a left tackle, that's always going to be a concern against either of those two guys. And then the right tackle, Darnell Wright, has had a, he's a rookie 10th overall pick this year, has played decently this season, some up and downs. But this last game against the Raiders... You could tell he was playing with one arm for most of the second half. He could not use his left Yikes. arm trying to block Mac Max Crosby. And it didn't yeah. go super well. And so if he's gonna go oh, it never arm, does <laughs> if he's gonna go one arm against Mac and Bosa and however they want to rotate those guys around the defensive line. Not great. He's, he, he missed practice on Wednesday with what's listed as shoulder slash toe injury. So we're doubling up on your right tackle. And mm. if he's going to miss the game, they would be on their fourth string tackle at right tackle. And you know, their regular backup left tackle. Or maybe they take their backup left tackle and move him to the right side if the starting left tackle can come back. But like th- those are, are going to be messy tackle spots regardless of the opponent. And the fact that it's this yeah. caliber of an opponent scares a lot of Bears fans this week.
1: Yeah, I think going into this one, I think Bears fans absolutely have to be worried when they get into third and long situations because that's when the Chargers like to deploy their, you know, absolute beast package when they go out there and they throw out Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, Tuli Tui Peloto, the rookie second round pick who's been an absolute monster this year, and on the inside, Morgan Fox. When those four guys rush the quarterback at the same time, they have one of the highest success rates in the NFL. So you definitely want to stay out of those third and long situations because if those guys get that situation and get in that situation and they're allowed to pin their ears back and come after that rookie quarterback, then it's going to spell bad news for the most part. And, uh, I think for me, um, as far as uh, go ahead, Lauren, I'm I was, sorry.
0: I was going to say like, that's precisely what works so well for Tyson Bajant against the Raiders is they stayed out of those third and longs. They ran sure. the ball really well and threw Short and avoided penalties, so it was always third and four, third and three, third and two, and they just 10 12 play drive you down the field. And that's that's going to be the game plan again for the Chargers to try and neutralize, neutralize that pass rush, but easier said than done sure absolutely
1: but i mean the chargers have to do a good enough job to get into those third and long situations that means they're gonna have to stop the run which i know the chicago bears are gonna run the bejesus out of the football they do it more than pretty much anybody in the nfl so you got to expect freeman to be coming at you their second running back also has a lot of speed a lot of wiggle that from what i was watching on tape you know he's a guy that can really really get you know north and south very 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 quickly so uh, i think for me one of the biggest matchups i'm looking at uh because of the fact that the the bears like to get the ball out of that quarterback's hands quickly it's dj moore versus asante samuel jr and michael davis wide receiver ones have torched the chargers i mean it has been very very bad no matter if you're talking about tyree Hill or Devonte adams or <laughs> justin jefferson i mean it just uh, or, you know travis kelsey you know most recently it doesn't really matter who it is number one wide receivers have have had way, way too much success against the Chargers. So a big part of this will be how the Chargers de- you know, choose to defend those guys. You can't give those guys 10-yard cushions like they did to Travis Kelsey in the first half. That just can't happen. You cannot allow that. You have to be aggressive going against these Bears wide receivers because a lot of this offense, like you mentioned, is predicated on getting the ball into a, a receiver's hands and letting them go work up the field. So uh, I'm looking at DJ Moore, who is one of the better receivers in the league going up against Asante and Michael Davis.
0: Now, when they've had trouble with those number one wide receivers, how much of that is that guy is getting way too wide open and then getting a lot of those yards before the catch versus they allow the catch and then it's guys missing tackles or being out of position after the catch to let those what could just be a short gain become a long gain?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that really is just given too much cushion. I think for the most part, this Chargers team does a pretty decent job of tackling in space. And I think they have... Really, really gotten a lot better in that avenue and in that aspect of things. I think last year, and honestly, I'm a, a little bit thankful they're going up against this style of quarterback because the Chargers have given up way too many explosive plays. I mean, way too many 20, 30, 40 plus yard, you know, pass plays down the football field. That's not really going to be the game plan here with the with the Chicago Bears. They're going to try to you know dink and dollar and 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 you know dime you to death all the way down the football field. And against the Raiders, they had a ton of success. But you 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 know you mentioned the the Chargers' red rushers versus the Bears' tackles. I mean that has to be something that you pay attention to in this one. Um, but. I think I'm also looking at um, the Chargers running game. That's one thing that has just completely disappeared. I mean, I think they had a pretty good performance against the Chiefs, but without Austin Eckler, uh, they haven't really gotten anything going. And I think that has a large part to do with their inefficiency um and their just um, you know inconsistency on the offensive side. You know, that's why they've been like ev- evaporated in the second half because they put way too much on Justin Herbert's shoulders. Justin Herbert is great. I mean, don't no, don't get me wrong, but he can't do it all by himself. I mean, he's got a, a fractured finger on his left hand, which is definitely looks like, you know, looking at the numbers has impacted kind of how he's played. He's, it's been uncomfortable. At least he's missed throws that he usually just does not miss. So So hopefully another week of some health uh, will help him out. But if the Chargers' running game does not get going, they're going to turn into a one-dimensional offense once again, and they're going to disappear in the second half once again. That's been
0: like the biggest strength of this Bears defense pretty much all season, but especially in the last four or five games, they have been able to shut down opposing running games. It's been the most consistent group for them up front. Absolutely. And then sometimes they'll be too easy in the back end on coverage, but if they can, it's been it easy because then you could force a guy like Brian Hoyer to have to beat you with his arms or, or two weeks ago, they played the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. So it was like shut down their run, their running game and try and make the rest right. of those receivers beat you. And they did, but they got some defense. They got a defensive touchdown, some other things about it. Like they, they, they've been against teams that, yeah, if you shut down the running game, their offense doesn't have a lot else to really be excited about. And the Chargers are not that case. Like, if this is one of those games where it's like, okay, shut down the running game. Yeah, it makes Justin Herbert's job more difficult, but I'd still be just as concerned as I was with or without a running game of what Herbert's going to do and being able to throw downfield against this secondary. That, again, if they're healthy, I'm not as scared about, but it's just a big question of what that looks like. Is Eddie Jackson missed last week with a foot injury and it's he's been kind of in and out of the lineup and not necessarily 100% when he's out there. There are other safety Jaquan Brisker had a concussion last week but you know, left the game, but then was cleared right after it. And now but he's now he's listed as injured with illness. So we'll see how that comes together. I'm not really sure what the deal is there. And one of the other backup cornerbacks also has Mono, and he's out for a little while. So Jalen Johnson's healthy and the other corner, like all three corners are finally healthy for the first time all season. And now it's the guys in the back end that need to take that top away from make Justin Herbert throw it short. And I think you, you know, you can survive a little bit better as a defense, but you can't let these guys get behind you and get the explosive plays over the top.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that kind of reminds me of one other matchup that I am curious about, and it's Austin Eckler as a receiver. Against the Chicago Bears linebackers and their secondary because I think that's one thing that the Chargers have not utilized Nearly enough lately is getting him involved as a pass catcher. He's one of the best pass catching running backs in the NFL He's a huge weapon in that regard And that really has not been part of the game plan for Kellen Moore's offense throughout, you know The first couple of games of this season I really obviously think that need that needs to change in this one You can't have a weapon of that caliber a a touchdown machine uh, that doesn't you know, you know, gets the, get the ball in his hands and the receiving aspect of things. That absolutely has to be a part of this game plan. You got to get him in
0: space because he's a chain mover for sure. That's that's one of the keys in this Bears defense is like the first three or four weeks of the season, they led the NFL in missed tackles. They, they were missing tackles across the board and it was abysmal. The last two or three games, they've been really clean tackling. And is that a result of, okay, you're playing the Raiders and the Vikings without Justin Jefferson and there's, there aren't like a lot of big time tackle breakers on those teams right now, or have they actually started tackling better? And again, like the storyline, the chargers will be that test for the bears. It's like, okay, are you tackling better or just playing bad teams? Well, the chargers will be a good enough team that can kind of tell you either way. And you know, is this defense really making that progress or are the Chargers is going to expose them a little bit as not making nearly as much progress as we thought. And it's these kind of matchups that'll really decide that for us.
1: Absolutely. Well, hey, we're going to going to head into segment number 3 here talking about the most important players and what each one of these teams have to do in order to win this football game. And we're going to get into that right after this.
0: This crossover Thursday, Locked On Chargers and Locked On Bears is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. America's number one sports book. And if you haven't tried out FanDuel before, now is the time to do it. Because right now, all new customers are going to get $200 in bonus bets added to your account for free. All you got to do is place a $5 bet. It's it's guaranteed $200. Whether your bet is right or wrong, you'll you'll get $200 extra. You win the bet, you get your winnings plus $200. You lose the bet, you're still getting $200 added to your account to keep betting with FanDuel. It's just $5 on anything. Maybe this Bears-Chargers game. Right now the Chargers are eight and a half point home favorites. I think that line started at nine or nine and a half. So moving a little bit down, the money line would be Chargers minus four fifty straight up or bears plus three fifty on the upset. And the over under is set at 46 and a half points, which is one of the highest over unders the bears have seen in a few weeks. There's usually low scoring bears games, but going up, going up, going up against a Chargers team that has a high powered offense and maybe some defensive vulnerability. There's, I don't know if it can be a shootout when Tyson Bajan's throwing short, but there's the possibility for a shootout here. And that's what our friends at FanDuel see in this game. You got to try it out for yourself. To get your $200 in bonus bets, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get this season rolling the right way. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. A Crossover Thursday is also brought to you by Jace Medical, makers of the Jace Case. The Jayce case is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's great to always be prepared with your J's case. I've got one. It really gives you some nice peace of mind because you fill out just a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians and then boom, you've got the antibiotics you need to keep yourself at your best because you look around, there've been supply chain shortages, sometimes you know, you go to the doctor, you get the prescription, you go to the pharmacy, they can't get the antibiotics all the time. They'll get a shipment of it and they'll have it for a little while and then it'll be out, they will be back, it'll be out. With Jace, you've already got them on hand, so you're not going to be unprepared. You can be empowered to care for yourselves and your loved ones during the unexpected. You want to try it for yourself, come check it out. Get yourself a Jace case. Head on over to Jace Medical Dot com and enter in our promo code Locked On at checkout for a twenty dollar discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jasemedical.com.
1: All right, we are back here on this Crossover Thursday episode. Locked On Chargers host David Drogemeyer, joined by Locked On Bears host Lauren Cox. And we got to get into the most important players and what each one of these teams need to do to win this football game. I think the most important player for the Chargers is Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert has not looked like himself the last few games. I think that injury is definitely uh, playing a factor in that Four passing touchdowns four interceptions in his last four games. Feel like this could possibly be a bounce back game. I mean, it it is a pretty decent uh, Bears defense they're going up against. Uh, I mean, you touched on the injuries in the back end. Um, if they are not at full strength, I definitely expect Justin Herbert to try to target
0: that for sure. I think if I'm looking at the most important player on the Bears, I mean, obviously the quarterback is always is always where it starts there. But I'll sure. I'll, I'll go slightly from that, and I might even say Darnell Wright, the right tackle, only because you know if you got one backup at left tackle. You can help them out with tight ends. You can have the running backs help on that side. You can shift your protection to that left side. Like you can, if you have one bad tackle or one bad lineman in general, like you can mask that in some ways and help them out sure. and, and try and help that go. So then you need your rookie right tackle to be not the one bad and not the second bad tackle in this game. And, and a lot of that's just going to come down to health more than anything else. I think we kind of know what he is, but but also in the running game too. Like he's he's an enforcer. He's a road grader. He's a guy who likes to lead at the point of attack. And when he's trying to block with one arm, especially against somebody like Khalil Mack and, and Bosa, too, like those guys are as much as we talk about their pass rush, we we criminally underrate their run defense. Like they're so yeah. good in that area. Absolutely. But of course, sacks, sacks gets you paid, and that's that's the sexy highlight. Oh, yeah. You don't get it's a the lot sexy of sexy stats, right? Yeah, yeah. You don't get the run defense highlights as much, except for the occasional <laughs> tackle for loss. But like the way sure. they can just set the edge and redirect runs back inside is so important for this Chargers defense. And to have you know, to have a healthy tackle that can Go try and go blow for blow with two of the best players at their position. I mean, to me, that that's like the one spot. It's weird that a right tackle is like the most important spot on an offensive line. But in in a game like this, I think it's really going to come down to what they can get out of him. Because his backup is, if they have to go with two backups, it, that's going to be a disaster. It is not. No team should be starting two backup tackles. Like No one's going to have a good number four tackle. But like it's. It's really not going to be pretty. And Tyson, that makes Tyson Bagent's job all the much more difficult. The running game, all the more difficult. And then if they can't run, that makes it worse for Bajan. And there's that ripple effect across the team. Yeah, no question about it. I think
1: one thing that, that can help at least Tyson begent in, in, in that situation is the fact that he's pretty mobile. I mean, it seemed like he can move around pretty well, like he was getting first downs with his legs and extending plays with his legs. So, I mean, it feels like he definitely has that element that the Chargers have, have to respect in his game. As far as what the Chargers have to do in this game to win, I touched on it a little bit earlier, but it's playing call, uh, complimentary football. Great first half on offense, terrible second half against the, the Chiefs. Uh, the defense got absolutely shredded in the first half but played much much better in the second half uh, only giving up one touchdown Um, and also special teams played great most of the game but then gave up a 50-yard punt return which pretty much uh, put the dagger uh, in the Chargers comeback attempt there they haven't played well uh, in four quarters all season Uh, they absolutely have to avoid the the lulls in the offense they have to put consistent drives together throughout the this game it can't just be a first half situation they have to do it in the third quarter absolutely got to do it in the fourth quarter they got to play complimentary football from the offense defense and special teams if they want to come out with the victory on sunday night what about the bears what do the bears have to do to win this football game on sunday night
0: yeah i think it's a different version of the same kind of complimentary football i think the bears need to generate turnovers in order to win this game i think that's what tyson bajant needs right like he needs the defense to help him out a little bit with good field position and with extra possessions i know like Justin Herbert has not historically been a super reckless quarterback, but three interceptions in the last two games. And I know they're not always, like, bad throw or bad decisions and tip passes and stuff, but, like, still, if it's luck or whatever it is, have a couple more turnovers in these recent games. If the Bears can get one or two of those, because with this Bears offense, like, you can't dink and dunk your way eighty yards down the field every drive. Like most right. offenses can't do fourteen plays, eighty yards. Yeah, you need some big plays over. in there. Yeah, yeah. You end up making a mistake here, there, or there's a penalty. Like it's hard to it's hard to do death by a thousand paper cuts. So that only works when you get the, the interception at midfield. So you start with the ball at sure. forty. And then you can dink and dunk your right. way 40 yards in five plays. And you, you get a couple of those or a big special teams return. Like you need better field position, largely based on turnovers, to not have to make Baygent and, a, and a, maybe a slow rolling offense have to go the length of the field every time. But if the Chargers can just perfectly take care of the ball and kind of play the field position game and make the Bears maybe have to throw downfield a little bit more, like you don't, you don't need to like go crazy on this Bears team by any means. Just play smart. Don't beat yourself and make Tyson Bagent have to beat you he still has to prove that he can really do that cuz the raiders did a lot of beating themselves last week yeah. that helped <laughs> they Baygent do that as well <laughs>
1: Yeah, they definitely do that. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the Chargers cannot, um, you know, give the ball away and give you know short fields to a rookie quarterback that is not going to be throwing the ball deep down the football field. It's going to be about who is going to be able to execute and who's going to be able to play clean football, not turn the ball over and punch it in the end zone when they when they get those opportunities. You absolutely have to do that. We're going to see which two-win team is going to pick up their third win on Sunday Night Football. I am very much looking forward to this game. Uh, I know on Locked on Chargers, we're going to get into some keys for success and get into our bold and game predictions. What do you guys got planned for your Friday show going into this one?
0: Yeah, we, we do on Fridays, we put together a game plan for a bear success. So we look at not only the matchups, but like the plays, you know, what, what kind of what style of running, what style of passing, where can the bears find some advantages here to attack this area of the field offensively and defend this area of the field defensively, try and put the offense in your offense in a good position to succeed, put their offense in a, in a position to fail, like that, that sort of stuff we always get into every Friday.
1: All right. So that sounds like that could be educational for charger fans and for bears fans. So make sure and check out the locked on bears podcast, wherever you get your podcasts and check out Lauren Cox on X or Twitter, whatever you you call it at Cox sports one. And of course, check out the lockdown chargers podcast. Like I said, we'll be getting into the keys for success, get into our bold and game predictions and make sure and follow your, uh, you know, your podcast, wherever you get them. Um, follow me on Twitter at DrotalkSD. SD, but that is going to wrap things up for this crossover Thursday episode. Thank you guys so much for checking this out and we will catch you next time. Take it easy.